You are listening to the one and only Back to the 80s radio show. This is Toscano from Toscano and Chang, and we are back with another episode. And of course, I can't do this alone, as he always is, every single time we get together. He claims that he is the original of the word original in KFC. He also claims that he has been to more nightclubs on the Strip than Vince Neil himself. Oh, yes, I have. Here at Back to the 80s, we call him the Chang. Chang, how the heck are you? I am all right. You sound excited. Well, the reason I am so excited and giddy and, and maybe I sound a bit younger for I am in my homeland, Los Angeles, California. And I came down because, uh, well, I couldn't find Sasquatch where I've been living. Lord knows I've tried. I came here because, you know, brother, my team has just won the Super Bowl. Yes. It was classified as Ram Day yesterday down to Los Angeles, where I spent the entire morning with my brothers and sisters, which we call Ramily. Did you actually get to see them? Yes. Uh, my sister and I, uh, I also took my grandchildren and I made them represent. So uh, my granddaughter was wearing my Eric Dickerson jersey. I was wearing my Jack Youngblood jersey. My grandson was wearing uh, a, my Ram T-shirt. Uh, and uh, we stood along the parade route uh, right where Exposition is at, where they take that right turn to get into the Coliseum. Ah. Uh, I saw all three buses of players. Was that right where uh, where Pioneer Chicken's at? Yes, we're yes. Pioneer Chicken. I know exactly what, what you're saying, yeah. It's not Pioneer Chicken anymore. Ah, oh, that's Yeah, right. it's, it's something else. And they had some kind of crazy design painted on the bucket that, remember, the bucket used to spin around? Yeah. Well, the bucket doesn't spin around anymore. Well, I guess that's not. just where pigeons mate or crap. It brought back so many memories. I was very emotional. I thought of my dad the whole entire day because my dad made me a Ram fan uh, the day I was born. I went to my first game in the 70s. Uh, my dad and my and my godfather, uh, Oscar, both of them have passed on. So it really meant a lot that I would make the trip because I felt that I had to. Well, the so good I thing came. is that, that you got here in one piece. You got to see another part of the family as well. Probably a good day for you, man, my friend. Overwhelming and emotional for me because it took me back to attending so many parades during the Showtime era with my dad, with Magic Johnson, James Worthy, uh, the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It took me right back into going to the Laker parades with my brother-in-laws, Dan and Jerry. Uh, Jerry, my brother-in-law, passed away. We went to every game and we went to every parade during the Shaq and the Kobe era. And then with Kobe Bryant passing uh, two years now, it was very emotional. And you know, as you know, my birthday passed. I became an age that I really didn't think I would live to see. Well, 97 is a is a pretty high number, you know. Oh, it is. It is. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> In a few more years, I'll be 100 years old. So I'm hoping by then I'll get an AARP card. <laughs> Son of a monkey's haven't sent me one yet. Well, listen, when we come back, this is back to the 80s. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And we've got a question that we posed on our Facebook page that's very interesting and important. So don't go away. Friday. Friday. This is a trick. 
Listen to the decade of decadence right here. Back, back, back to the 80s. <laughs> Welcome back to the one and only Back to the 80s show hosted by yours truly, Toscano and Chang, the Batman and Robin of broadcasting. Toscano? Well, we've got two things, and one of them is to let you all know that we are going to be restructuring the show. It's still going to be an hour long. We're going to have a special segment every single week, a special guest that will talk to us about an important topic that has uh, maybe resulted in a, in a serious consequence today from something that we did back in the 80s. Okay, so it's all going to be 80s related, but it's going to be help for today as well. We really encourage you guys to stay tuned. It's going to be not only is it still going to be a lot of fun on the show, we're going to be talking about the plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Well, you told me I have a plethora and I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. Of different things that the 80s uh, had to offer, but also some of the issues that are affecting us today. We want to be an all-around show, something that is going to make you guys laugh, but it's going to help you as well and give you some kind of hope as well. All right, so... I want to give a big shout out to everybody listening throughout the world. Thank you guys for making Back to the 80s what it is today. That's the biggest, the best 80s podcast and radio show on earth. And I can't do it alone, of course. I've always got Chang by my side. And bro, just from me to you, brother, man, I love you. This is, uh, we can't do it without each other. And I really appreciate you. Brother, I feel the same very exact way, bro. When me and you met, uh, it seems like, uh, and 90 years ago, seeing that I'm going to be 100. 91. Uh, it it just seems like uh, yesterday when we met at, uh, well, let's give a little bit of prop to uh, ARB, the That's Academy right. of Radio Broadcasting, located in Huntington Beach. You too can get a <laughs> career in broadcasting. The Academy of Radio and, and Television uh, Broadcasting. Yeah, that, that was, was good stuff, right? There. That's where we met, man. That. I'm excited because uh, the program has grown so much and we've yes, got so much to go still. And so it's a very exciting time for us. This year is a big year for Back to the 80s, and it's a big year for every 80s fan, I guarantee you. We have a special guest today, a group of ladies who is in charge of the Steve Perry Legacy fan page group on Facebook. And they are trying to get Steve Perry, his very own satellite radio channel, and a lot of people around the world are trying to do so as well. So stick around, because later on during the show, you're going to get to hear everything related to Steve Perry Legacy Group. We posted a question on Facebook, and I'm going to ask that you all think about this question very carefully and treat it as an exercise of your heart and mind and of honesty. Be honest with yourself. You don't have to answer it to anybody but yourself. The question was, if you had one chance, would you go back to the beginning of the 1980s to do things all over again, make different choices, if your now would be totally different I know a lot of people are going to say no because of the children, but I want to leave that excuse out. All right. This is only an exercise of honesty. This will be no judging involved. And I want to talk to you guys about what a lot of people online wrote on this. I thought, Chang, honestly, I thought everybody was going to start commenting and saying, no, I wouldn't change anything. And my my children first and stuff like that. But honestly, I was surprised. Yes, so was I. Because the common answer is no questions, right? And that's what we wanted when we posted that, bro. We wanted uh, sheer honesty. 
You nailed it like a like a hammer on the nail, bro. A lot of people are going to give their politically correct answer or the answer they they think is best because either their children or their spouse or whoever else of uh, importance in their life is going to read it or sitting near them when they type it. An examination of your own heart, right? Right. It's so it's just you. Nobody's going to be judging you. Right. Now, I'm going to read a couple of the answers that I got from people. One person said, there are things I wished I had done, mistakes I wish I could erase. Paid attention more to the mm-hmm. to the people and things that really matter. Mm-hmm. Music, I would appreciate it more. And concerts I would have attended. I would have loved to go back. Another person said, yes, I would have appreciated it a little bit more. Somebody said, I had a hard time in the 80s. I was abused. I guess they had just a very, very rough life. But they said I would I would go back and I would earn my respect and I would not stay in those toxic relationships like I did. Ooh, now that's a person that was probably a little bit older than both of us back in the 80s for such a. I guess they were always getting stuck in toxic relationships for whatever the reason. So heavy duty. Now, if you pose this question to us, believe it or not. Yeah, we post these things, but these questions also go to us. We've talked about this many a time, just you and me without a a microphone on, with no show. I would definitely go back. A lot of people say, if I went back to the beginning, then I wouldn't know what I know now, and I'll still make the same mistakes. What Mm -hmm. if you could make different choices? Mm -hmm. See, we got to where we are today in 2022 because of the choices we made back then. So what if you made those different choices? Mm -hmm. Where would you be? I've asked many times, and we've talked about this, Chang, you and I, would you have taken that fork in the road? When you came up to that decision fork in the road and you chose to go to the left, would you would you go back and go to the right? Would you have gone to a different school? Would you have stayed in school? Would you have uh, bought a house that you had the opportunity to buy and you didn't? Or would you not have bought a house that you did and you shouldn't have? And the and same you probably you might have lost by now. Right. Or all the economical crises that yeah. we've been through. Here and let States. me tell you a few things that some of my regrets and I'm not embarrassed to say these things. Um, some of the things that I wish I would have done and not done uh, back in the 80s. I wish I would not have ditched school so much. And that's to start as a teen. I ditched so much school. I was writing my own notes with my own signature. Uh, yeah. And, and they had no idea it wasn't my parents' signature. And they, wow. I just, and I told them that's, that's me. If they ever come to me and say, you forge your parents' signature, I would say, no, it's my name on it. <laughs> I didn't put my yeah. parents' name. So that goes <laughs> to show you how much I ditched. That also goes to show you how lame the staff in your high at, at Santa Fe High, <laughs> Santa Fe High is. Uh, it, it, it's, it's funny because you tell me that and I, I did the same things. Yeah. Uh, a few times I signed my own uh, uh, notes, you know, when I was ditching and I'll never forget. My mom was a school teacher in the Montebello School District at the same time that I was attending Montebello High School. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I had uh, ditched uh, three periods. And for some reason, it, it was probably the drugs. And I, that would be one thing I definitely would have changed back in the 80s. I went to class after three periods and I gave them that note, my tardy note or, you know, missing of three classes. And I gave it to the admin uh, secretary. Well, little to be known that my mother was making a trip to Montebello High School. Oh, nice. And uh, she was going to go see my counselor. (laughs) Well, there you go. And uh, they had a little chat. Mr. Walker said, oh, I hope Steve's medical appointment turned out okay." And my mother went, 
What are you talking about? Well, we have his uh, slip uh, for missing three classes as he went to the doctor. <laughs> so, of course, that rat bastard showed my mom my letter. And my mom quickly said, no, I did not sign that, nor did his father. And you got caught. I was caught and then I was grounded. That was eh, that was one thing that my mom started doing once I got older, grounding. You're right. Right. You know what I mean? But eh, it didn't. It weighed no factor. Well, you were 71 back then, so it was about time for you to stop being grounded. You can't ground me. I need to go to the senior center. (laughs) They're having ham for dinner and jello. Yeah. Yeah. Another (laughs) another one of the things that I wouldn't have done. I I left the country because I I wanted to to get my life in in check and get better in school. And I went to South America. I went to Argentina to supposedly go start a, a career in soccer and and going to uh, a better high school, I was back four months later, okay? It didn't last long. I was back four months later, ladies and gentlemen. Look, we all have things that we regret doing, but I can tell you one thing that I would definitely have done, and that is appreciate my parents a lot more than what I, than what I did. I lost one of them, you know, my dad. I come from a divorced family when I was 12. So I spent a lot of time, believe it or not, and I'm an only child. I spent a lot of time on my own, mm-hmm. a lot of time. My mom had to work. I mm-hmm. stayed at home and my best friend and his family kind of took over in that way. I, I used to hang around there every day. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things I would have done. But the number one thing, I guess, I would have appreciated my parents a lot more. And it's a hard thing to do when you're a child because you you take things for granted. Everything's right. given to you. So you don't think about those things. But if I could go back just a little bit more wiser. I would have made those right decisions and it would have, uh, you know, I would have still made mistakes. The importance of this question, 80s fans, is for us to kind of look back and see where we're at today. And we're making the decision to either better or make our future a lot worse than it was. Right. What would be the biggest change that you would make back in the 80s that you know of would have helped you had you make that change today? I had an opportunity to change high schools. And at that other high school, it's where my one of my cousins, they offered to take me in and to help me through my high school years and graduate and then eventually college and things like that. And I believe it would have been a different story. I believe it would have been a much easier, perhaps much easier part of my life than what it is today. So mm-hmm. that's probably the number one thing. Would have went to Alhambra High with mm-hmm. my cousin Ralph, possibly have gone to uh, a much better school afterwards to get a better mm-hmm. career, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, my wife's a teacher. She always tells everybody here at home, education is power. Yes. You know, Rodney Dangerfield said it in the movie Back to School. You know, you can have everything, but if you don't have education, you don't have anything. That so, is very true. So, my uh, my oldest sister has always been... Uh, a big warrior on education. She's been there for my children, uh, my grandchildren who, good Lord, they, my grandchildren, that's a whole nother show entirely. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to dedicate an entire show to them. Uh, We'll have to dedicate that show. And maybe I'll get my sister to speak. She's very intelligent. She's, I mean, she's missed school. She's like a diction. She's like Webster's dictionary, but Mexican style. Nice. Uh, So she, She's a big advocate of, of uh, school. As a matter of fact, it wasn't for her and my brother-in-law during the 80s. Uh, I probably would be sitting in prison, uh, riding a motorcycle, uh, beating people up or moving drugs for the Mongols. So I was very, very fortunate to have her, even though me and her clash a lot because we're so much alike to have those two. 
Yeah. Uh, because like you, my parents divorced. Uh, alcohol was the culprit. I was uh, I had to deal with stuff a lot on my own. Uh, I had two older siblings, both my sisters. My older sister was married. Uh, my other sister was doing her thing. So like you, I was alone a lot in the uh, 80s. And I did a lot of bad, stupid things. Uh, and if I could go back, I would totally, totally change. When we come back, we're going to talk about the one thing that I wish I would have had a lot more of, even more than what I had back in the 80s, and also Chang. We'll be right back. Back to the 80s, hosted right here by yours truly, Toscano and Chang, and to all our beautiful listeners here at K-Hits 92.5, that was Journey with the epic track, Lights. And how many times does that song come on and take us all right back to the 80s with our ugly clothing, everybody had big hair, and everybody really just didn't care. As a kid, 
growing up, we had music galore, right? Mm-hmm. We had, I mean, the 80s is the soundtrack of, of our life. I would have gone to more concerts. I would have asked parents. I would have asked my family, my friends, every everybody I knew to, to save up and to go to more concerts. I would have definitely done that. I was so involved with radio. I, I hadn't the slightest idea of how much going to an actual concert can change your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, going to a concert is there's no comparison. So if you if you've never been to a concert, I would encourage you've never you. never lived. Yeah, I would encourage you to scrounge up, save some pennies and save up to go to a concert of some artist or performer that you like. I guarantee you're going to be different. So that's one of the things that I would definitely do different. Would you change having an Eric Estrada haircut back in the 80s? <laughs> and how would that have changed you nowadays? Never. Eric Estrada. Never. But how about you, as far as music, how much of a part of your life was music? Because it was it was tremendous in all of us that grew up in that era. Well, for the old Chang here, music has always been my life. Uh, growing up where I did with my parents, uh, TV was not really played except for your regular shows back in the 70s, your 60 Minutes, Carol Burnett, shows that uh, gave you some insight, a lot of political uh, crap going on that I was uh, brought up with. I was I was heavily brought into the real works of society and politics by my father, who was a drug counselor for guys and women in and out of prison. He also was a civil rights activist uh, during the 70s. My mom became a school teacher. Now, the one thing that they did have constantly, we grew up with music and everything from uh, 60s rock, 50s rock, uh, jazz, blues, of course, uh, mariachi, but uh, music has always been kind of discs in my spine as I've grown up. Uh, music and radio was everything. Uh, there was times that I felt alone as a kid or even as a teen that I turned to radio and I turned to uh, 93KHJ, uh, The Real Don Steele, uh, Wolfman Jack. Uh, I turned to, to KMET and Kill OS and K-West later in the later 80s, KNAC. Uh, radio stations and jocks and the music they played got me through a lot of the hard times in life and was an excellent soundtrack to a lot of the great times in my life. Now, the one thing I know, if we can go back into the 80s, the one thing I would change would probably be definitely uh, as soon as I graduated from high school, uh, I was up for a scholarship to go to an Arizona trade school for uh, art. Right. I had this fancy for art. I reluctantly thought, okay, I'll take a year off, make some money working for my dad and my uncle, buy myself a nice four by truck, and then I will go to school. Yeah. Well, those plans never, ever did materialize come right. about. You know, I didn't go. I stayed working. I had a child, my very first child in 1987. Uh, But in 1985, in 83, when I didn't make that decision, 1985 came around. My best friend was killed in a motorcycle accident. I get a little emotional when I talk about that. I was the very last one to see this uh, guy, Ramey, alive. Came to my house. He lived up the street. I'm not going to lie to you. Anybody out there, please do not drink and drive. I'm an advocate against that. I lost my best friend to drinking and driving. So it really touches home. And it really angers me to know that people do that. But I did not handle his passing in the most mature ways. If I could go back to 1985, 
I would have probably knocked the crap out of him, stolen his keys so he didn't get on his motorcycle. God willing, I could have done that, but it didn't. I wish I would have handled his death in a more positive way for myself. Now, you would think things like that kind of tend to mold people to do the right thing. But in 1985, I became a little bit more reckless. I dove headfirst into cocaine. I dove farther into marijuana. I dove farther into the black light of life. I hung around with the wrong crowd. Uh, I was in love with fighting and stupidity. So in 1985, that's one thing I would change if I could go back to, to do something more positive, to realize that every day is a blessing. And yeah. I didn't do that. And all in all, for the things, the two things I just mentioned, it did give me wisdom. It did give me some backbone. Uh, the other thing I would change in 1987, I became a father. Uh, I just turned 21 years old. I was in Hollywood, California. We talked about me and my, my, my heyday in, in Hollywood. Right. And uh, I was at the Rainbow clowning around, being me. I had never done stand-up comedy before, although for some reason I, I've got this knack to be a funny guy. And uh, I was uh, approached by an agent to let him take my career to another level. He offered me an opportunity to start doing stand-up, train me, send me to New York, put me on the stand-up uh, uh, road in, in stand-up out there with the opportunity to try for Saturday Night Live. And this came upon, like I say, in 1987. I had never done stand-up comedy anywhere. I was merely being me at the Rainbow Bar, and that opportunity came. I turned to the guy, and I told him, hey, man, I greatly appreciate that, but, uh, you know, let me think about it. Went home, thought about it, and... I thought, I can't do this. I have a child. Uh, later that year, I got custody of my child, sole custody. It was one of very few who were able to obtain custody of their children in the 80s, me being a man. And uh, I had a call guy and tell him, hey, I greatly appreciate your offer, but I have to deny this. Uh, I just got custody of my daughter. I have to raise her. And uh, that's, that's just the way it's got to be. Well. He was a little thrown off by that and said, well, you don't have family. But as you know, bro, when you grow up uh, like we did, especially in our culture and our race where family is everything, right. you never skip out on your responsibilities. Uh, he said, uh, I wish you all the best, Steve. May God uh, strike you with thunder and lightning somewhere else in your life. And behold, here I am doing the show with you. Uh, we uh, have been reaching nothing but success every time, ever, ever since the first day we met at ARB and we took a mic together. We've been climbing this this ladder to where we're at. So those would be the first things I would change. I love my children. Believe me, you know that, bro. They are everything uh, uh, that I am. I could not live another day without my children. Exactly. But if I had to do it all over again, I would change that. I would have either taken that scholarship. I would have either changed my life when my best friend died or I really probably would have taken that responsibility of going out to be an entertainer and maybe not procreating so early when I was not mentally ready to take on that responsibility. But the great spirit above gave me everything I needed to, to do to raise that child. Yeah. So, yeah, brother, those are the, some of the things that if I definitely could go back and change, 
I definitely would. I'm not going to be giving you a cliche weak answer because I'm afraid of what my wife or my children or any of my friends would say to me or think of me if they listen to this. Anybody that would hate me for this, I would only say one thing. Kiss my ram butt. But <laughs> we are here to be true. And for us to help anybody out there, we have to be true to ourselves. So those are my truths. Also. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, that's exactly right, man. And, you know, we're all books being written every day by our own hand. And sometimes we, we tend to write chapters that uh, we hate in our life. And sometimes, uh, you know, depending on our age, you know, I just turned 50 a few days ago on the 7th. And we're, you know, I got to thinking and instead of being sad, um, I actually feel really good about myself because I get to write another chapter. I, first of all, I made it, but I get to write a new chapter in this book and a new page. Every day is a page, a new page that we write. There's a lot of chapters in my life, as there is in everybody else's, that I really don't ever want to read again. Yes. That I really don't want to go back and, you know, browse through and, and bring up memories, unlike certain chapters of my life. 10 years specifically from the 80s, right? That we, mm-hmm. we go back to that book, we open up that whole 10-year chapter, and we love to read a lot of the good stuff. But now you're, you made a really strong point that we, are, we have a lot of stuff during that period of time that paved the way for us to either live um, with a lot of joy, mm-hmm. with a lot of success, or the opposite, with a lot of sadness, depression, with a lot of regrets and with no success, you know, I think it's important that from now on, and this goes to every 80s fan that is also pondering and thinking about this same question. This no. is this is a new start. If you had the ability to restart that era, however old you were, and just do things differently, would you? That's an important part in your book personally that we can rewrite so that yes. in 10 years from now, in 20 years from now, whatever amount of years you have left, that you can, man, you can be glad you're reading this. Oh, man, in 2020, I started, you know, the, the year seemed crappy from 2019. 2020 was the crappiest year of all with COVID for, for, <laughs> for the whole world. 2021 is pretty much the same, but 2022 is going to be different for me. Yeah. How is it going to be different? You have your own pen. You have your own experiences. Write a great chapter, write a great page every single day. And and if by any chance, you know, because we're all human, we screw up. If by any chance tomorrow you wrote a nasty page in this new chapter, you know what tomorrow is a blank page. Make sure you go out there and you write a beautiful story of yourself. You're right. Because at the end of the day, that's all you got. Reflection and regret. Sometimes we can get lost in both. And it'll throw our minds out of control. And we lose big t- and we lose touch with who we are, what we're doing and what we're supposed to do. Don't feel bad when you get caught up on reflecting or regret, because those are the two things that are going to put you into the mode to be positive, to remember that you can take whatever you're going through now. Why? Because you went through and you reflected on your regrets. So it makes you stronger. Take it from the chain. I am a poster child for depression. I am a poster child for regret. But every day I am who I am, stronger, bolder, and more fearless than I've ever been because of that reflection and that regret. 
We have uh, L.A. comedian Isaac Bright, and I want you to go over to his podcast, listen to his podcast as he talks about some funny things here in the L.A. area. His podcast is called The Brightness with Isaac Bright. I also want you guys to, when you get a chance, go on over and wherever you get your podcast, and I want you to look up What the Smut Podcast as the gals on the show talk about paranormal and erotic romance novels. Mm. They leave no stone unturned and no wild theory unexplored. A big shout out, by the way, to the gals at What the Smut Podcast. Mm. We'll be right back. This is the one and only Back to the 80s. Get ready for some Steve Perry talk. Hey there, I'm Isaac Bright, the host and everything else involved in the Brightness Podcast. I'm an L.A.-based comedian. I rant, fetch, that's complain for you non-Jews, about the insanity of living in la-la land, dating, politics, hot-button topics, jabs, prints, you name it. You might call me a conspiracy theorist. I'd say I actually use my brain. I have a guest on every episode from all walks of life, like an actor, a journalist, a holistic healer, a psychic. And hey, my cute terrier mix howls every episode. What more could you want? So when you're stuck in traffic, stuck on a toilet, stuck on a bad date, or all three, flip on the brightness, and I'll give you something to think and laugh about. Trust me. This is What the Spot, a podcast where we read and talk about paranormal erotica novels. I think you mean paranormal romance novels. How about some of both? So you don't have to. Hey guys, um, I think we should do a paranormal erotica podcast. I guess so. I'm... I know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) Why smut? Well, for me, paranormal erotica allows us to examine things like power and sexuality, but sort of outside of our current societal norms. And it allows me to kind of explore the way I personally feel and reflect on my own sexuality whilst reading these kinds of books. That was a good description. And because of sex toys. We rate these books based on our own personal tastes. And then we sum up the book with five words. You can find us online on Facebook and Instagram at What the Smutcast and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Let's wrap this up, people. Who brought the condoms? I think we're going to need a magnum. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire-breathing kittens podcast. Fantasy action. Mystery. Friendship. This is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Danang. Oh, Viva Danang. Danang me, Danang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Hey, is it a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Speaking of early, how about that Cro-Magnon, Marty Drywitz? Thank you, Marty, for silky smooth sound. Make me sound like Peggy Lee. If it's popular, we do it. Totally awesome. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. We are back, and just as promised, we have the lovely ladies from the Steve Perry Legacy Facebook fan page. Ladies, I don't know how you do it, but 
But now with you guys spearheading this Steve Perry legacy, you guys have a big job. Talk to us about that. I know we have Karen Riley, who was with us last time. We have Davida Williams. We also have Claudette Connor. We have Norma. Now, Norma, you're going to have to help me with your last name because I don't want to butcher it. Oh, you mean you don't like that little uh, Irish name there? It's Staskowitz. Staskowitz. Yeah, yeah. The Staska and then the Wits. And also we have Patricia Bloomer with us, who basically started the legacy Thank you, ladies, for taking the time to be on Back to the 80s Radio. It's exciting to have just a wonderful group of gals, especially with what you guys are trying to do. We're glad to be here. Yep, glad to be here. We're definitely glad to be here. Thank you for having us on again. Oh, it's awesome. So, Patricia, talk to us about the Steve Perry Legacy Group, and and what are you guys up to since the last time we spoke to Karen and to Davida? And I know you guys were trying to get a petition signed through iPetitions to get Steve Perry to get, you know, some type of a a channel on uh, satellite radio. Exactly. We do have a petition going for that. Um, It's been going on for a while. Um, We've had people sign it. We've had people send in emails, send in text messages, call the radio station, all kinds of things to try to um, get what we believe is uh, a good radio station. If you look on what they have on Sirius, there's not a lot of uh, classic rock on there, very few channels. So mm-hmm. we think that they deserve to have a channel um, with the music that's from Steve Perry and all the members past and present of Journey. Do you guys know how many people have signed the petition thus far? Uh, Over 2,500. Yeah. And what's the number you guys are hoping to get before some some action can be taken by the satellite companies? We're looking to, um, we've had to revise some things and to look at our goals. So we're looking at possibly about 3,000. Well, you guys are almost there. We're close. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost there. What do you have planned for this year, 2022? Well, I'll refer that to our uh, fearless leader, Miss Patricia Bloomer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, we've had a lot of things going on. And since we started the group, we have several teams. When David and I started this group, Um, We started it together. We both agreed that we wouldn't go without the other one. And um, I wanted to do the group as a run it as a business. Um, Anybody can post pictures or post videos. I wanted to run it like a business. We have a a group logo. We have business cards. We have address labels. We have teams um, with leaders and projects and, and all kinds of things. So besides having the serious station, um, we are working on getting Steve nominated um, to several things like the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the uh, Kennedy Honors, um, the Smithsonian for an article written on him. Um, we have songs that are donated or that we have uh, sent to um, the, uh, Library uh, Congress. the Library of Congress. And uh, those are just some of the things that we're doing. We have a uh, Steve Perry calendar that we make every year. Um, and we sell that to the members, um, which I'm going to send you guys a copy of. Nice. Um, Thank you very much. We, we do, um, various things. We have, um, a we have a report and recognition program. We have like a monthly mem- uh, monthly, um, they get a certificate. Um, we have a quarterly, um, award we have an annual award and they get um prizes 
from Steve Perry's um, store. Uh, we also do things on special occasions like Steve's birthday and 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 other um, milestones that we reach. We always uh, try to reward our members um, by giving them presents and and things like that. So we do a lot of that stuff. We are planning a trip to Hanford, hopefully in June. And it depends on the COVID. Last year we had to cancel it, so we didn't get to go there last year. Um, wow. But we have, we have a lot of things that that we are doing and trying to promote Steve's legacy, hence the name Steve Perry Legacy. My holy open arms! Uh, <laughs> I need to get a fan page. Is, has any have any of you reached out to uh, Mr. Perry? to uh, make him aware of uh, the movement you guys are striking and moving on with? Well, we are in contact with Jeff Walk. Um, we've visited him several times. Uh, he's the one that designed the Traces album. And uh, everything that I do, I let him know. If he chooses to let Steve know, then that's up to him. Um, but I would imagine that he probably knows a lot of what we're doing. What has the reception been like on the other side? It's always great to hear, you know, what people really think. Now, it's very different what the fan may think to what uh, somebody in the, in the corporation may think, right? Let's talk about a little bit about the fans. What's the excitement level so far? The reception as far as the satellite radio, we haven't gotten any response from them per se, but a lot of the fans want it. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten over 2,500 requests for this station the fans want and we have um reached out to sirius xm uh, corporate board but it could include like pat has said past and present members of journey which would include jeff scott soto which would include arnell with his solo albums which would of course include neil magic fingers sean how about greg raleigh yes there you go his his um uh, solo albums with and without Ringo Starr. They would also include Steve Smith, who was also um, a virtuoso in his own right as far as jazz drumming. I think a lot of it is the fact that Steve has a way of singing and writing that expresses the way that we feel that we can't convey. And a lot of people listen to his songs and it expresses the way that they feel. And one thing that Claudette Connor does in our group is on Tuesday, she um, takes a song and she writes a long uh, introspect on that, on the, the lyrics and the, the notes that he uses and the way he sings and stuff. But people are so touched by the way that his, the emotion in his voice and the way that he sings that they, it, they, like I said, they expressed what we can't say a lot of times. Yes, exactly. When you asked about fanship, um, we have international fans, even a part of us in Legacy. Nice. It's, it's just not United States. He has fans everywhere, mm -hmm. internationally. People love him. Mm -hmm. And it, they want this. You know, we've heard them. We want this channel. And that's what we're doing as a group at Legacy is to keep this going to get that channel so everyone can enjoy it. It seems like you gals need a radio show, a podcast on this. That would be <laughs> great. That's a good idea. I mean, we you should. About that. Yeah, we have. Uh-huh. Um, it was myself and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just going to jump in for a half a second. 
um, myself and another member, her, she's a professional singer. Her name is Jersey. She's out in the Philippines. And we did have what's a, like, a, it was a podcast, but it was a Zoom kind of thing where we would post it on Facebook. And it was her and I, we would talk and review the songs on Traces and other songs. So that's an idea. When we come back, we've got more with the lovely ladies of the Steve Perry Legacy Group. We'll be right back. Commercials, bad. Music, good. Now, with zero commercials. Please help support and send your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. You are locked and loaded into back to the 80s. We are sitting and having a terrific, I call it a changerific conversation with the ladies of legacy, the Steve Perry movement to get him a station, a place, a home on the radio of Sirius. Ladies, welcome. We've been having just this great conversation and I, uh, I'm with my partner 100%. Not only could this uh, capture a spot on Sirius, but an actual radio show. That is a, a brilliant concept. Now, I've noticed we have a, a, a couple of more ladies here, Toscano. We also have Claudette Connor. We have Norma. Ladies, I want to talk to you gals as well about the whole legacy group and your participation with everybody else. So, I don't, Norma, go ahead and uh, let's start with you. I've been a member of this uh, fan page for, oh, I think it's probably two and a half years, shortly after they started. Um, I've always been a Journey Steve Perry fan since the beginning, and um, I had uh, seen on YouTube a video from um, Gary Stuckey about this fan pa- uh, Facebook fan page that we're trying to get a, um, a serious XM channel and doing all this stuff, so I looked into it, uh, got in and was participating and they were talking about putting that team together. And I talked to Davida and got on the, the, um, the team with Karen and, and Lori, and we've been working on this for two years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just been, it's been a whirlwind and I enjoy it. Now this is the only fan page that I am a member of. A lot of people have other fan pages, but this is the only one. And it's basically because of what we've all discussed, the importance of getting Steve's and Journey's legacy out there for these new gen- these new kids coming up because they need to hear this music. They need to see what it, what it is and what it's about. What do you do, Claudette, uh, with the group? Team leader of um, the team, Perry's Dream Team. And we have certain projects that we're working on on behalf of Steve. Now, ladies, let's see if you concur with me. Uh, I believe a lot of his uh, music was uh, uh, underrated and under the uh, microscope uh, and kind of forgotten about because uh, it was judged not, I don't think, on, on content or on merit. I think it was it was judged on style uh, they had a certain style and look back in in the music business during the times these albums were cut so i don't think that uh, 
the listeners or uh, radio stations and even that uh, some of the corporations that produce the the songs uh, gave it too much ump to be put out there. I think every, there was a bit of criteria that uh, a lot of music had to meet. I agree. Um, I back when I was younger, it was kind of not cool to listen to Journey. I mean, it was more like Led Zeppelin. You know, they wanted that fast, hard rock. And the the uh, softer music wasn't quite as popular, I don't think, as some of the other stuff. And I think that it I think it took us till we got older to actually appreciate um, his voice, the technicality, the the songwriting and and things like that, at least for Uh, me. uh, In a way, uh, kind of maturity took place. Mm -hmm. I thought after the. oncoming of mtv music was put on a very heavy duty type microscope and uh if it didn't uh look the way that everybody wanted the biology to look then it wasn't going to get played i'll always say this and mario would make fun of this i believe that video did kill the radio uh you know what i mean that's probably my age going uh, out there on a limb without me giving you my age but i agree with you i think the same way that you do uh, on music uh, it, some artists it, what i find funny we fall back in love with when we've matured and and they didn't really make a lot of videos because steve didn't like mm-hmm. the idea of having a video where you were forced to a certain image he wanted you to come up with your own image of how mm-hmm. that song felt to you That's well the one you. thing that steve perry had is that he could he could do live really better than the uh, albums. Yes. The, their live performances were just spectacular, and nobody could beat that the way that the sound was because they they no. just can't pull it off. How many times have you seen a Journey or Steve Perry? Never. Never. Interesting. Never. Even Norma? though they've been here, but yeah. No, actually, I have not seen them live either. Um, I came of age when when Steve joined the band. I I just turned 21 and that would have been the perfect time. And but circumstances, I never did get to a concert. I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kick myself all the time. But going back to what you were saying, if you think about it, there were groups in the 70s and some and some even into the 80s that they had specific group members and they had a specific sound and Mm -hmm. then when that person left the sound of the band totally changed yes Mm -hmm. yes a perfect example was oreo speedwagon and um doobie brothers and all those kind and and journey was the same way they were more heavier with greg and they became more middle of the road with jonathan so yes Exactly. exactly. So it's like when I found out that Steve was putting out a new album in 2018, it made me go back. So I went back on YouTube and I looked up everything I could find and listening to old albums and CDs and videos mm. and re re-listened to everything and it got me back into the group again to where I should have been this whole time but you know as you were saying when people are gone you forget about them is there a Steve Perry album that has touched your life in any particular way if there is 
what's the name of the album and what's the tie between you and that album? For me, I would say my favorite album was uh, Raised on Radio only mm. because it had. It is a good album. There's like three songs on there that really at the time that it came out, I was with my now husband my boyfriend like we met in 83 so that came out in 86 and the songs on that um album kind of really hit home to me um girl can't help it yeah thank you thank you you knew what i was talking about yes a girl can't help it um that song to me really resonated because before i met my husband i was in relationships that were just like that where they were very small relationships they didn't really go anywhere but i had the feeling that it was going to go somewhere mm. and so that song really really hit me and the um i'll be all right without you mm. there was a time in the relationship where I really thought we were going to break up mm -hmm. and um, I had that particular album on a cassette I had it in my car and I was driving home and this is obviously before CDs and everything and the song came on and I'm driving and singing and crying as soon as it was over I had to hit the reverse thing to rewind it and go back <laughs> and, I, and, and that's not easy to do while you're driving right especially if it's a stick shift yeah but i was able to do it but and it got me through that song got me through um oh. but yeah it just that album really spoke to me you know mm. more than the other ones dude mm. steve was wasn't going through it, a breakup yeah mm. steve was going through wasn't Neil going through one too, a divorce or something. I think Neil was going through a divorce, and I think Steve was going through a separation with his longtime girlfriend, uh, which he sang open arms to. Yeah, I like Infinity, and I love um, the song "Feeling That Way." Oh, I, there's something about that song in any time. I, oh. I those two, I love power. They're power. Oh, it, you, I just want to get up and move and just it, there's so much emotion it was such a wonderful combombination the two Steve and him uh, I just did in a way it was kind of reminiscent of old Santana it gave you that spark yeah. that energy right. that burst of music yes you know what I mean the, then the vocal was uh, oh. uh, growl came out and you're just like oh man you know right. I'm, I love that you know, I love and, it yeah, though that's yeah. truly two of the greatest songs I think off that album. I think in, in the Journey catalog, those would probably be my two uh, favorites, Karen. Yeah, mine too. Um, mine would be for the love of Strange Medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, that has that somewhere there's. I love Strange and, Medicine myself. And there's there's so <laughs> many good songs. I, I love every song on that album, and yes. it was more laid back. Um, you didn't have the. Uh, the Neil with a guitar so loud. You had Lincoln Brewster, who was just, you know, he was excellent and all the musicians were good. It was more laid back and more personal. And, and it was just, to me, it just seemed more emotional and, and passionate. Okay. 
I'm like Claudette and the rest of the ladies. Um, it's hard for me to pick one, but I'm there is a song that I did have to tell Steve when I met him um, when he did the breast cancer event in Rhode Island that I was floored by. And it's a sound, it's a song on their only soundtrack that they ever did. No, that's not true. No, they, it was a soundtrack album they did for a movie. That's right. It's the only soundtrack album they ever did. Um, mm. It's called Sandcastles. Mm. And that was from the soundtrack album, Dream After Dream. And I told him that it sounds a lot like Philly, Philadelphia International. It moves me so much. Um, I can't really describe it, but it sounds like when Steve would say a landscape. And his vocals on there were very minimal. And the orchestration was very extremely lush, but at the same time, kind of stark. And the other one that I like, that's Journey. The other one that I like um, from Steve and the, the album that touched me, interestingly enough, is yes, Traces. And there's one song on there, not one but there's several i i can't skip a song that's the is one of the few albums that i don't skip a any song on there's two songs on there and the first one is most of all no matter how many times i have listened to it i will always cry but not sad tears happy tears and the other one is can we be something again where that man shouts <laughs> in that song and when I heard it, I testified. I said, okay. <laughs> I think I'm in a minority with, with regards to albums. I love Frontiers. I love oh, that. Yes. Thank I you. Frontiers is a great it. album. Yes. Much better album than Escape. Yeah, I love oh, Frontiers. Yeah, I, think I prefer it to Escape. I think it's a far superior album. It's a, it is. All the songs on it, especially I love Edge of the Blade. I love oh. Child. Yes. Oh man, I love that album. But it, that's the Journey album. The, the album I like by Steve himself, and I do like For the Love of Strange Medicine, but I really, really love Street Talk. Okay. I think that it's eclectic. I mean, he, he experiments with different ballads, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a nice mixture. I mean, he, he really expressed himself and he, he experimented with all the different styles. I'm hoping that you all will start playing Running Alone. That's, I think, one of my favorite songs on that album. I, I think it's it's really, um, it's underestimated. I, I think that, you know, people really need to to, to listen to it again because there's mm -hmm. so, such great, great meaning behind it. And it's truly an inspirational song when you think mm -hmm. about it. You yes, know, it is. You really listen to the words that he's saying, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a beautiful album, gorgeous song. If you can give me just one word, what Journey with Steve Perry meant to you, Patricia. Um, passion. Karen. Heart. Davida. Power. How about Norma? I was thinking emotional. And last but not least, Claudette. Soul, I think. Soul. Yeah. Uh. Before we let you gals go, Davida, how can people get in touch with either you or the group or how can they sign the petition so that they can as well be included 
in the uh, getting Steve Perry on satellite radio. Okay, thank you so much for that. I'll send you the link um, via email or Karen can. And it would be a lot easier if they just joined Steve Perry Legacy and then they could just go right to it. And we will also have the link up on the Back to the 80s Radio Facebook page. Go to the Steve Perry Legacy Group fan page and, uh, of course, request to be made a part of the group. And uh, the lovely ladies here are going to be able to accommodate that. One thing I wanted to say before (laughs) we end, this group or fan group is more than just Steve Perry. It's like Steve Perry brought us together Mm -hmm. as friends and relationships. We have the same love for his music. And you can't believe what it's done just for my own life. But these girls and ladies are my like best friends. I've never met them, you know, face to face. And what a wonderful, loving part of, you know, just to be a part of Legacy. It's unbelievable. Thank you very much, ladies. It was a a fantastic time with you, ladies. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Once again, this is Back to the 80s Radio. Hugs to all of you.
Welcome back to Back to the 80s. Chang here of Toscano and Chang. That was off of Steve Perry's solo work. You are listening to Back to the 80s. And today we are discussing things that we are going to revamp in our show. And uh, we have the lovely ladies coming on. Now, Toscano, does that song put a tear in your eye or does it make you just wonder like, wow, Jonathan Cain really did destroy Journey? <laughs> Stop being a hater. Everybody who backs up and supports Back to the 80s radio show. We are going to be restructuring our show, so keep an eye out on that. Not only is the crazy duo of Toscano and Chang going to be here every single show, and we are also going to have our cheesy little sketches from back in the 80s, but we are also going to be taking you on a serious note as well in a segment that we call It's Not All About Laughs. And every time we have that segment, we're going to have a special guest that specializes in the topic that relates to the 80s and how it has had a consequence on our life today. Next Friday, we have a therapist coming on the show, and she's going to be talking with Toscano and Chang about anxiety and how we created things in the 80s that we suffer for today. Thank you guys for making the show what it is today. Thank you for all you that download. Thank you for all the thumbs up. And thank you guys for all the thumbs down. Thumbs down. We love the thumbs down. Yeah. I want to thank you guys if you're listening to us through Pandora, iTunes, and iHeart, and TuneIn, and anywhere else, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get your podcasts. Thank you for taking the time to do that on behalf of all of us here. So uh, we'll see you next Friday. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the week. And be safe. Chang here before I release you to another Chang-tastic weekend. I want to thank all of you uh, for listening to K-Hits 92.5, where we keep the 80s vibe alive. And remember to listen to our other jocks. We have Double R. Uh, we have Dr. D. Uh, we're waiting on Benny and the Jets. He's going to be a new proud papa. So hopefully he comes back too, and we can all give him and show him the love and support that all new parents deserve. And uh, I want you all to remember to stay lifted and stay gifted. Don't let anything bad cloud your mind. Stand up tall. Stand up fiercely. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for somebody that can't stand up for themselves. And always stand for one thing. Unity creates prosperity. So adios. Arrivederci. Hasta la vista. Hasta luego. Sayonara. Adios. And to all my homies in the barrio, especially here in Los Angeles, California. Oh, ho, ho!